Hello everybody, welcome to 2020, and today's episode is episode 329 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I hope your new year's off to a great start. This episode is going to be coming out on the 2nd of January, uh, and I hope that you had a great Christmas season, able to spend some time with your family. I chose not to release more than one podcast. I released it the day after Christmas and then decided to just release the next one after the new year. Uh, this episode is about exercise programming again, but this one's specifically about preventing injuries because I think this is an area a lot of people need help with and should be at the top of everybody's mind because the goal of exercise, the goal of training and working out is to make yourself healthier and just do life better. And if you're getting hurt from your training, that's definitely the opposite of what you want. So this episode is titled, Why I Don't Get Injured, and I wanted to talk about this. I'm talking about injuries in the weight room and with your training and why it's never happened to me. And maybe share a couple stories about when I got close to it, what I did, and then give you five tips on how to stay injury-free in your training. I hope this is a helpful episode for you, things you can apply to your own training. If you want to start out the new year with a coach, and to get proper training and programming for you custom made, reach out to me through email or Instagram. I put those into the description of the podcast. It's jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com or stoltzfit on Instagram. The coaching is affordable and it makes a huge difference to have custom programming. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get started for the first episode of 2020. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Happy 2020. It is a new year, uh, and it's exciting. It's exciting to have a new year and a new opportunity to make goals, to make changes. I'm actually a big fan of New Year's resolutions. I think that it gets a lot of people moving when they wouldn't have before. Just the thought of a fresh start is often really, really helpful. It's almost like a reset button. I know that a lot of people are going to be starting exercise programs and they're going to be starting training again. Maybe they took a little break over the holidays. Maybe they fell off the wagon a little bit this last year. Uh, things got busy and now the new year they want to start up again. I do want to talk about uh, possibly some things that you could include in your training to make your exercise more effective and specifically to keep you healthy, right? The goal of training is to make you do life better, to make you do things in your daily life and stay injury free and just do them more efficiently. That's the point of why we train unless you're training for something specific like a competition. That's pretty much why the general population does train, right? To make themselves more healthy, more injury free, cure things that ail them and to live a longer and happier life. And injuries are definitely going to derail that for you. Now in my lifting journey, I've probably let's see when I started really training seriously I had done a little bit here and there but it was probably when I was around 16 years old maybe 17 
uh, that was really when I started being more serious about it and really focusing on it. And in that whole time, I've never gotten hurt from the gym. So I'm 26 now, so it's been about 10 years, maybe not quite, maybe we're looking at nine, um, but we it's never happened where I've gotten hurt from training. Now, of course, I've done things in my life because I'm reckless and sometimes stupid where I've, you know, messed up a knee, you know, hurt an arm, uh, did something like that, you know, broke a bone, tore something. That happens, but never from the gym itself. The gym has always been a very safe place and a place where I'm actually improving my chances of not getting hurt doing something else. So my episode today is how do I do that? How do I stay injury free? You might be someone who always tweaks their back training. Uh, You know, your knee hurts a little bit after you work out. I've never had that. And I know that I'm young, but I do think that I have some knowledge here and some practices that can be applied anywhere. And of course, age does help. But the, the sooner you get started on this, proper programming and injury prevention, the better you'll be in five years, right? You don't want to use age as an excuse to keep on training poorly and not focusing on injury prevention and applying these things. Um, Yeah, being young helps, but I think that these have made a big difference as well because uh, I am putting a lot of stress on the joints and moving heavy weight. Um, I want to get started. I have five different things that I think you should be including in your program. This is no matter your age, no matter your, your injury status, you could be 18 and starting training for the first time. You could be 60 and beat up and have a bad back and bad knees and this still applies to you. Number one is going to be leave your ego at the door. You've heard this a lot probably if you've read anything in fitness and exercise. It is a little cliche, but it is very important. And I think that it's maybe the most important thing that a lifter can do not just when they begin, but all the time. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. So of course, beginners sometimes go wrong with pushing themselves too much, wanting to use more weight and being a little reckless. But I think advanced people do too, because you ha- you put yourself on a certain standard and you don't even think about maybe working on technique for a while and lowering the weight. And I think that that's really important. So leave your ego at the door, which essentially means leave your pride out of it on how much weight you have on the bar. Act like the weight isn't even there and put on what you can actually handle. If you're doing a bench press and really what you should be doing is 120 pounds, but you want to put those big plates on so you do 135, you know, you're going to get hurt. And you're putting yourself at big risk, which you might not get hurt right away, but you are putting yourself at some serious risk for that. So what you need to do is leave your ego at the door and do the weight that you can actually handle. This is going to mean starting at a lower weight than you would want to. I think every program you should start at a lower percentage than you think. I'm a big fan of programs that do a training max, which essentially is using your rep max. So your, let's say your one rep max for the ease of this. And uh, instead of starting with that as the number you base your percentages off of, so if you can do 200 pounds on a, on a squat, instead of basing all of your percentages for your training, 85%, 90 off of that 200, you take 90% of that max, and then you base your training off of that. So you're dropping 10% right off the bat. You base your, your, your training off of 180, not 200, just to keep yourself in check, keep the ego at the door, and 
lift that you can actually handle. You can always progress, but you don't want to go too hard too soon. That's a big problem with a lot of people. I think that that is one of the most important things, and any good program will will make sure that you're starting at a manageable spot. You don't want to get pushed too hard too fast. Number two is also a sign of a good program, and this is working on your weaknesses. This is what I talked about last week or the day after Christmas with the isolation movements, but your training really should be based around fixing the things that are weak. So you need somebody to look at your form or you need to look at your form critically and see that, okay, I am obviously weak in the glutes because I can't lock out the deadlift. I'm weak at the bottom of the squat. Um, you know, maybe in your bench press, you lean over to your right side and you're kind of putting more of your right side with to push up your left. You realize maybe you have an imbalance and your left side is a little weaker than your right. Those things, very, very important to work on. Maybe it's even smaller. So you do a pull-up and you realize, wow, I can do twice as many pull-ups if I stop right before dead hang, right? So if my elbows are a little bit flexed, and my scapulas are not up by my ears. Um, you know, you're not completely hanging, dead hang off the bar. I can do a lot more pull-ups. Well, to me, that might actually just mean you have a weakness, right? That might mean that you need to work on that back strength, that scapular strength to pull yourself at the bottom position of a pull-up. By cutting your pull-up short, you are going to get bigger, more muscle, but you aren't going to be working on your weaknesses. And to work on your weaknesses is going to mean getting better at movements. Of course, it's going to mean leaving your ego at the door. But really, it's going to mean that you don't have any weak link in your chain that is your body. And you're going to make progress without injury. So for me, that often looks like making sure my isolation movements work on my weaknesses. I have pretty strong triceps, for example. But so if I'm looking at a bench press, triceps are never my problem. Doesn't really give me a lot of benefit to do a ton of tricep work after I bench press. It probably does me a lot more good to do a pause press or more presses because my chest is more of a weak link. So you're you're definitely working on things through isolation movements. Uh, the next one is similar, and that is to include variety, variations of lifts. This is to work on your weaknesses. I think this is very important. It's not just to work on your weaknesses. It's to do what you can handle. And one of the biggest game changers in my training was to realize that you don't have to do a deadlift from the floor, a flat barbell bench press, a full barbell squat, if you can't. Are they the most efficient movements for muscle growth and strength? Yeah, that's why they are the go-tos. But it's not going to make that much of a difference to pull from a block. Maybe you put two plates on the floor, pull from that so you're able to keep a better spine position but still get that movement pattern in. Maybe you do a box squat. These things are all very, very beneficial um, and they are going to keep you more healthy. It's going to work on your weaknesses because you can give a variation for yourself uh, to keep making progress and bust through plateaus by working on your weaknesses through variations. So if you are doing your bench press and you're weak off the bottom, you're weak off your chest, switching over to pause bench press for a while is gonna help bring up that weakness. It's gonna balance the body. It's going to make sure that you're not plateauing and pushing through and uh, maybe getting hurt because you are you have that weakness and you're bottoming out. There's a lot of different reasons you should put variety in, but that is 
very important. It's important to have a variety of movements, use different variations. You don't have to go crazy and use bands and chains, although those are helpful, but it does help to switch up things a little bit. So if you're doing pull-ups, don't always do overhand pull-ups. Sometimes switch to under, sometimes switch to neutral, sometimes use rings, sometimes use an assisted pull-up machine, sometimes do lat pull-downs. Switch it up. You still want to progress, you still want to program, but if you get stronger at a variation, you will get stronger in all the variations for the most part. That's the next one. Number four is going to be not ignoring mobility. I've never gotten injured because I really always put a big emphasis on mobility and health. Dynamic warm-ups, um, activating muscle groups, staying mobile, staying flexible are all very important to me, and I think that they should be for you too. I actually would rather you not weight train if you're going to ignore mobility. Um, I'd rather you just do something light and easy, maybe some body weight movements, because you're going to get yourself in a heap of trouble if you are skipping the mobility work. If you're not warming up, you're not cooling down, you're not stretching on your off days, you're not doing some kind of mobility drill at night to keep yourself loose, mobile, and ready to go, you're just going to be setting yourself up for injury. So definitely don't ignore that. And on that same line is number five, which is GPP. And what GPP means is general physical preparedness. And this goes with mobility a little bit because it's something that you can't ignore. It's very, very important that you are able to apply the strength and the muscle that you're building to different things and that you keep active in different things. And this could be anything. So GPP is a very big umbrella term. Um, it could mean going for a bike ride, going for a run, swimming, boxing, playing basketball, all these things, maybe cross-country skiing, um, playing catch, right? You're doing things that are just normal life activities, uh, but you're not ignoring them. You're setting aside time every day for you to do some kind of activity that puts you through some movement and puts you puts those muscles that you're working to use. I think that's really important. And if you're ignoring that, um, you're setting yourself for in, you're setting yourself up for injury outside of the gym. I don't like the word functional, but I really do think you can stay more functional. It is a good word. You can use the muscle you're building for activities and not get clumsy with it. If you're able to, um, work on those general activities. So don't ignore things like cardio. Don't ignore, uh, how important things like throwing a ball, sprinting side to side, throwing a punch, jumping, swimming, all those things are very important. So find yourself some activity that works on those and that you can include in your program. If your weight training program was 100% effective but ignored the GPP work, or you could be 95% effective and include the GPP work maybe by eliminating a day of training or lowering the volume a little bit, I would do the second one where you're able to stay more healthy, injury-free, more fit, and able to do life better, which is the goal of training. So that's it for today, guys. Five reasons why I don't get injured. Um, I leave the ego at the door. I work on my weaknesses. I don't ignore the mobility, the GPP, and I include a variety of movements to work on those weaknesses and get myself to keep on progressing. That's it for today, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. If you want to reach out about coaching or exercise programming, just look in the description of the podcast. I'll have my email there, jordansoltzfitness at gmail.com, as well as my Instagram handle at soltzfit. 
Those are both great places to get a hold of me and inquire about me helping you on your journey in this new year. Hopefully, you guys are in for a great 2020. Hope the podcast is as well. As we're getting started in the new year, this is a big time for fitness brands to grow. So if you wouldn't mind sharing the podcast on social media or with one friend this week, that would mean a lot and really help the show grow as well as the Triple F brand. Uh, Thank you for joining me for this episode, and I'll see you guys next week for episode 330. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.